Good afternoon, Grace Gospel Church. I'm here, Pastor Troy Sergi. And Pastor Trent Bodecker. And we are here with our fifth and final podcast for uh, Why Do We Go to Church uh, series here that we've been doing uh, based off of the book, uh, Purpose Driven Church. And uh, we are on our fifth and final chapter here of, of going over, and it's going to be the topic of evangelism or, or missions. And I think... Um, you know, I think it's important for us to define you know, what is evangelism and what is missions. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think the idea is that, that God has given us a mission. He's given us, uh, we have a calling that we need to carry out, and that is to carry the good news of Jesus Christ into the world with us, to be ambassadors for Jesus Christ and to uh, to point others to the salvation that he offers. That's, that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, God could have chosen when we came to the place where we accepted him as Savior. Mm-hmm. He could choose to just rapture us immediately, yeah. right from the earth, into his presence. But he leaves us here for a reason, and that is to be his ambassadors in this world. Right, and I think that that Greek word "good news," right, or "gospel," right? Mm-hmm. Gospel means good news, and I think evangelism or evangelist is one who brings forth that good news. And I think of you know the back in the turn of the century there with uh, how newspapers were distributed. It was normally a, a newspaper boy running around, you know, extra, extra, read all about it, you know. And I think that's kind of a good picture of what you know an evangelist is, and in, in its root word of someone who you know, runs around sharing the good news or sharing the faith. And that's not just, you know, kind of a wacko person going out there. No, this is this is who we are called to be as believers of of ones, you know, in our communities, in our workplaces, sharing that good news. Not just with our actions, but but with our words. It's just as important. Right, right. And what what better news could there be mm-hmm. than that there's a God in heaven who loves you, who yes. loves you so much that that he came to the earth, mm-hmm. took on flesh and blood, and died died for you, so that you could spend eternity with him and become his child. What what better news is there in the world than that? Yeah, I, I can't think of any. And I think in a world that is hurting so much, as much as our world is hurting, right? I think our world just with all the sin, all the tension, all the chaos, you know, with with even race and uh, just the brokenness of the home. I think more than ever. This is the message that needs to be spread and heard around around the globe. So I, I am very humbled to one have come to a knowledge and understanding of this message. But I'm even more humbled that I have been given, you know, the calling and commission to take forth this message uh, into the community and into the world. Uh, and I think that is something that you know it's not just a pastor's job or a missionary's job. And that's all of us. And I think the moment one of my favorite. Quotes uh, I've heard, you know, throughout my my years listening to sermons and being a part of church is a great pastor who I who I respect and admire once says, "The moment that you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the moment that you become a saved individual, is the moment that you sign up for full time ministry." Right? Oh, that's cool. Full full time mission work, and I, I think that that is cool. I, I think it's so true because. Uh, it's everything. It's not just, it's, it's tough to even live out our faith here, you know, in our homes and our, in our lives to our families. So even that can be a mission ground. And I think we were talking about that a little bit for those men who are part of our men's group last night. We talked about just the kind of the challenge it is to, to be almost a missionary in our, in our home or in our family. You know, I think you know, that's one of the hardest groups to reach as well is, is family. And you know? so it's not just, you know, our, our, our friends or our unsaved coworkers, you know, I, I think we can all think of you know, unsaved members in our family too. So an evangelist really affects all areas of our life or evangelism or mission work, uh, even in our, our personal, very personal home life. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and God certainly calls some people to go overseas, mm-hmm. I and mean, that's a calling. Like the Apostle Paul had that calling mm-hmm. for sure, and there there are lots of people today, and and we can be inspired uh, by those individuals, and and we can pray for them, uh, we can we can support them, you know, in lots of different ways, um, but also they they inspire us to be missionaries wherever God puts us, because God is sending us somewhere. Right. And the question is, where is God sending you? Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's really important. And listening to that calling, you know, I, I think. Uh, we all have different gifts too, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the different gifts that we have can be used in different ways. However, I think the the main purpose right there is the Lord Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection, spreading that message right there. And I think of even the parable, you know, when Jesus tell, calls us to be salt and light of the world, right? It's right, right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew 5, uh, verses 14 and 16. You are, the, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket but on the lampstand and gives light to all who are in the house let your light shine before men in such way that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven so let your light shine before men i think that's just an incredible thing right there that that we're called to be salt and light of the world and that may look differently based off Mm -hmm. of the gifts that we have but it's still centered around the lord jesus christ it's and i think the beauty of that is the body of christ the church that we all come to the table with different gifts different abilities but we're able to to shine that light and point others to lord jesus christ i think that's what john the baptist you know did too he paved a way for not himself but for the messiah to come Hmm. Yeah, it's like um, if you at night you you might have a flashlight and you you turn it on and you shine it at something, and you know we're called to be a light that that shines on Jesus Christ. That in this dark world we shine to G- shine our light. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's His light that shines through us and, and mm-hmm. leads people to to Him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another passage that I think is probably the most important when looking at evangelist and, and ministry of of what is the truth of our identity in Christ, what has taken place, and how do we share that? And I think, I think a passage here that really sums all that up is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verses 18 through 20, where, where Paul writes, All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled, apart from God because of our sins, but this message of reconciliation. He who knew no sin became sin so that we may become the righteousness of God. And I think that is just... That is everything that we're called to do. And I think not just, you know, that, but being Christ's ambassadors. You know, we think of, you know, the United Nations today of ambassadors to different countries, but we are a part of a bigger kingdom, right? We're Christ's ambassadors, Christ's kingdom. I think that is beautiful language that the Apostle Paul, you know, uses. It's God's, it's God's language right there, the, the word of God there. And I think, you know, that really shows us our identity and that our lives are no longer our own but Christ who lives within us. That's a great, yeah, it's a great picture. And that, that, that illustration or that, that identification that we're, we're ambassadors, somebody who lives in a foreign land. And we know that we're just passing through, right? This, this present world is, is really not our, our home, but we're just passing through. And, and we are those who are called to represent Christ 
And we're called to make peace. We're peacemakers, drawing people into a, a right relationship with God, introducing people to the, the, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, our Savior, and to represent him well in this world. And, and like you said, in our actions, but also in our words, to point people to Jesus, uh, to, to bring peaceful relationship. He's a, God has mm-hmm. given us that message of peace. That he, so mm-hmm. We can have peace with God yeah. and to bring people into that right relationship. And we see Paul's urgency here. I mean, he took that calling so seriously, so much so that, that you know, he traveled around the world. But he says, we, we implore you, we beg you, we plead with you to be reconciled to God. And he didn't stop. Mm-hmm. He, he wouldn't stop. Um, he wouldn't quit. He wouldn't give up. He begged people to be reconciled to God. Right. And I think that that urgency that Paul had can be a great example of our urgency as well. You know, I think you, you briefly mentioned, you know, uh, overseas mission work. And I think that is definitely, you know, a calling that Paul had. And I think many people today have. And I think that that's something that really shows, I think, God's character in, in one's heart and one's life, you know, if they're willing to, to bring forth that message. I, I think I just, I just respect and admire mission work so much uh, of, of, you know, people leaving, you know, their homelands to go to a foreign land, but God is with them in the foreign land. And they're able to share that message of reconciliation and that love uh, that Jesus Christ has displayed. And that, that love can change and transform the brokenness of our world today and the, and the lives and the hearts of, of a broken people group, which of course is all of us, right? It's, it's humanity. Um, and I, I just think that is something we need to recognize too, that yes, you know, mission work is in our communities. Yes. We, you know, there's a community right down the road who needs us, you know, no matter what area of the country we live in, but also to, to recognize that, you know, there are, there are parts of the world where, you know, people straight up have never heard the name of Jesus Christ before. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, some of those countries who are heavily dominated by, you know, either Buddhism or, or Islam, you know, those are the people that, you know, crave something, you know, different because I don't think those religions can truly satisfy man's heart and give the peace that you were talking about, the peace of God and peace with God that he offers to the person of Christ. Yeah. And even in our secular age where, yeah. where, Faith is just of all types are being abandoned, and people are just becoming more and more, you know, turning to atheism or, or you know, just trying to find fulfillment in this life and in, in material things, and and they'll never find it there. No. We're made for God. We're, we have a God-shaped hole in our heart, and it cannot be filled in any, with anything else other than God. And so, um, yeah, all around us, the people are learn, yearning for something, but we're the ones who we have we have to offer what all of humanity craves, which is Jesus Christ. And I think knowing that we're made for God should should change how we view everything mm-hmm. and how we view even the lost people around us. And I think that can really show us our marching orders of, of the why. Why are we doing what we're doing? And I think, you know, looking at a church setting now of, of you know, our local body here, you know, we meet on Sundays, we sing a couple songs, and we listen to a sermon, and then we, we go home. And I, I think it, it's, it should be so much more than that. It should be a, a local body who is dedicated of, of spreading the message that's changed our hearts and lives to the world. And I think one of the greatest things that we can use with evangelism is our own testimony mm-hmm. of, hey, you know, this is what God has done in my life through the person of Christ. This is what Christ has done for me. I believe with all my heart he can do the same with you. 
And uh, that's something that I think we need to remember when looking at church of, of our, our story matters mm-hmm. and our, our current life matters. And um, I, I just think that that gospel message, that's the one that's changed us. We may come from different backgrounds or different circumstances or maybe came to Christ in different ways. But at the end of the day, it was the kindness of God that led us to repentance. But also it's that, that craving of our heart that we were made for him. And being made for him means that when we're now in him, we're running pop properly. I think I've, I've mentioned this illustration before, but uh, one of my favorite books, Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis, he compares um, you know, a car, putting water in a car and having it not run the way it's supposed to run, but then filling it up with gasoline and then making it run the way it's supposed to run. Similar to a man's heart, you know, if you put sin and worldly flesh in, in one's heart of, of the way that he craves with his mind and with his heart, he's just not going to run the way he was designed to be. But if you put Jesus Christ there, he's running in which he was truly created for. And I think that adds a whole new way of thinking or a whole new element of the urgency of why evangelism and mission work needs to happen in our communities and around the world. Mm-hmm. And we were, um, we had the opportunity to do a mission some online mission seminar here. And, and one of the things throughout that uh, process or throughout that study, um, the statement was made that, that um, you know, it's not just mission is something we do here at home. It's yeah. also something we do abroad. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a church, it's not something that we wait to do one until we have the other finished. We mm-hmm. do both. You yeah. know, we, our mission is here in our community, in our homes. Um, but at the same time, we're, we're doing mission around the world and we're, we're sharing that message around the world by sending missionaries or working with mm-hmm. um, mis- ministries overseas. Um, even today with technology, we have the opportunity with our church services to be on online and on Facebook and on YouTube and, and to reach people beyond. I mean, we've, our services, we've had the opportunity to reach people in other countries, which is a humbling thing to, to think, wow, God is taking that message be well beyond the walls of this church, which is really yeah. cool. But um, yeah, I, we had talked, I think, before about a, a church that um, that you had been to and, and above the doors of that church, there was the inscription, you are now entering the mission field. Were you uh, telling me that? Yeah, somebody, yeah. It yeah. was uh, leaving. It was in the parking lot when, oh, okay. you, when you drove away. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. I, I love that picture about you're leaving, you know, so we come to church to be to be encouraged, to be mm-hmm. equipped, to be to be strengthened, to be corrected. And, and we, we are growing in, in Christ, but we're being equipped. And when we when we leave this place it's not that okay well now we're going back to our our daily you know weekly life you know we can not think about spiritual things no no god is part of every day of our lives and now we're entering the mission field as we we leave this place we've been encouraged together we're going out into the mission field whatever your mission field might be and that that really reminds me of romans uh, 10 uh, 13 to 15 it says for everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved but how can they call on him to to save them unless they believe in him and how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That's why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers hmm. who bring good news. Yeah. And, and Paul's telling us, God is sending you. Yeah. Whoever you are, you know, if you know Christ as Savior, yeah. God is sending you somewhere. In your community, in your homes, in your neighborhood, 
you have a mission field. You you have a, a role to play in this work. Yeah, yeah, I fully fully agree, and I love that passage too. That that Paul, you know, uses that language of you know you're now a messenger, right? You're now one who is to bring forth the good news. And I think, you know, with my personal calling, you know, to ministry, I, I think you know I I love shepherding and I love people and but evangelism, I and mean, that that's a huge part of. Of, of why I, I think I, I personally went into this this profession is I bringing forth that message, actually being a messenger, being used for something greater than myself, um, being used for the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I just think, you know, I, but again, it doesn't have to be, you know, actually full-time or part-time ministry in a church building with the position. You know, like I said, if if you are a follower, a believer of the Lord Jesus, you have opportunities to mm-hmm. to spread that message, and uh, it's just a beautiful thing that that we can all be partakers of that. All be partakers of mission work and evangelism, uh, and I, yeah, I don't think we can uh, have that be a part of our. Um, I don't think we we can miss that and 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 not have that be a part of our church. Yeah, I think we need to slow down sometimes. Like we rush through life, we have so many things that we. You know, we need to do on a day-to-day basis, our routine, but we need to, re- to realize that, that God creates appointments. There are God-ordained mm-hmm. appointments every day. People come into our lives, and maybe they're people we know, people we don't know, but it's an opportunity to, sh- to shine for Jesus Christ. And, and maybe we'll have the chance to, to, to share the gospel message and lead a person to Jesus. Maybe it's, it's something much smaller. Maybe it's just a, a chance to live our faith before the person, mm-hmm. but there are these God ordained appointments every single day. Yeah. And it, it, if you're, maybe you're a coach or you're a teacher or you're um, you know, you work in an office or you work in a factory or you work on a construction site or wherever it is, you're meeting people. There are people that come into our lives. Um, the neighbor, neighborhood kids, you know, are the, friends that you know that we haven't seen for a long time people are coming into our lives and we have a chance to let that light shine yeah anyone who has a pulse right i think is is able and still created in the image of god where they need that message and i think that's the beauty of it is is everyone we come in contact with needs this message just as much as you and i need it Mm -hmm. and people in our church who have been in our church for many years need it so Mm -hmm. that's something that really puts a high elevation of of god's word um, but also puts a high elevation to uh, the urgency to this message. Mm-hmm. And we can constantly be praying. I think prayer is one mm-hmm. of the most important things for every every aspect of our lives. But you know, certainly with evangelism, we can pray that God would open those opportunities and more, more importantly, open our eyes to the opportunities that he makes. And then pray that God would give us the words, that we would be the witness that we, we we're called to be. Pray for the, the heart of the other person to be prepared and to be responsive and I think prayer of every every step of the way, we need to be prayerful. And I love the words of Jesus in Matthew nine thirty seven and 38. He said to the disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And in other words, pray. Mm-hmm. And don't just pray that, oh, God will send somebody. <laughs> but but that includes us. God, yeah. use use me and send me to the harvest where you want me to go. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. I think of uh, Natalie Grant's song, uh, Be One. Um, uh, and it's it goes something like, waiting for a miracle to come, but we can be one. So it's, it's, it's saying, 
I think I got the lyrics maybe a little bit off there. You want to sing it for us? Yeah, (laughs) right, right, right. But don't sit around waiting for a miracle when we can be one is part of the song. So, yeah. Um, You know, why sit around waiting for a miracle to come or, or for, you know, the world to change in a way where, you know, the gospel is, is being spread and everyone's saved when we have the ability to be a messenger of that ourselves. We can be that miracle, you know. When, where, nor in Scripture does it say we, you know, under these circumstances, we can't share the, this truth or we can't be a light to others. You know, we can always be a light as long as there's darkness. And Christ was the true light in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's exciting. And to know that that my I'm a part of God's work. Yeah. God, and yeah. God graciously invites us to be part of his work. He doesn't he could snap his fingers and and do his work without us and just zap people's hearts, but he he graciously chooses to include us in his work and that's an awesome thing. That yeah. is what is more fulfilling than that. Again, and I think I think our hearts crave that, and I think we're actually made for that, made for what you just described. And I think that's why, unfortunately, when we don't have that knowledge or we don't have that understanding, that's why we want to be a part of something or being used by something or for something that just doesn't have a greater purpose than that. It has a worldly purpose, has a worldly tint to it. Um, and I think that's where even more heartbreak and more trouble or more longing can can occur. But when we're looking for God's kingdom, you know, then our purpose doesn't become our own, but it becomes something greater. And that, of course, is God and who he is. And I think really in all areas of our life, uh, money, uh, anything in our life that distracts us from God, I think that that can make a, a horrible idol in our lives, a horrible purpose to quote unquote be a better person or to be a better man or woman money or or you know fame or or whatever but i think serving a greater purpose of god and his kingdom that is greater than ourselves you know that's so much greater than those worldly things yeah there's a lot of distractions out there that would keep us from from living that out i I think also maybe fear yeah might keep us back sometimes and um we we did a study here years ago called called um sharing so i can't remember the title sharing jesus without fear or something like that and and it talked about different fears that we have what if i don't say it the right thing or what if i what if i i mess up as i'm trying to share this or what if i can't answer their questions or or you know and all these what if they reject this message and and the study really kind of tried to alleviate those fears and say basically we're just called to be faithful and leave god let god handle the results and if we live out our faith if we're faithful and and we we are are willing to be a witness to others um, god god will handle the rest and maybe that seed needs to be planted maybe we just plant the seed maybe that's our mm-hmm. role and somebody else's role is to come along and water it god's the one who will give the increase and and so i, I love romans one sixteen that says i'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of god for salvation of everyone who believes and i i think we all need to be able to say i'm not ashamed of the gospel right I'm not going to stay quiet. I, and at times our culture wants us to be quiet and say, well, you can have your faith. That's fine. Just keep it over there in the corner and don't don't rock the boat or tell me that I need to share that faith. <laughs> yeah. And we need to say, you know, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm going to be I'm going to be obedient to Christ. Yeah. And not to the culture, not to what the world tells me I need to do. Yeah. Because the world needs to hear this message. Right. Right. Wh- whether they want to hear it or not. And that really is an important element of looking at missions is, is you know, how, you know, in some parts of the, the world, uh, I'm not sure, you know, I, I would hate to compare our 
our country to some of the true places in the world where they truly are silenced. Um, but yeah, that that's the truth of this message is trying to be silenced. And I think that to me, that gives more power to it, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of that if the world is so against this message and so against Christ, you know, it shows the realness to it because when, when we read in the scriptures, we read about Jesus being rejected by man. We read about Jesus being rejected by the world. So I think that gives a sense of practical truth that we can see with our eyes, uh, and Jesus even said himself, you know, the world will hate you because it first hated, hated me. So, uh, you know, there is that element to evangelism we have to remember of, you know, this, this good news is not welcomed as good news in, in some parts of the world. But that, that truth of it being not welcomed should not silence us, the ones who this message have changed. What do you think are some, um, you know, as we kind of yeah. wrap, wrap things up here, uh, maybe we can think of some practical yeah. suggestions So somebody who says, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not really thought of myself as being called to evangelism, but now yeah. I see that I am. What are some steps we can take yeah. that the average person can, the average Christian can take? Well, the biggest thing that I was really challenged by is of course, pray, right? I think pray for ourselves and our hearts and our, our opportunities in our own lives to spread that message, but also praying for uh, the missionaries and missionaries around the world that we support financially and with our prayers and, you know, those who are affiliated with other organizations uh, as well. But I think, I, I think another thing too is, um, you know, I, I, almost every church, if not every church that I've been a part of in my life, uh, has some type of missionaries that they have affiliation with uh, through, if it's an organization or for just, uh, unity through a mutual friend, um, where they financially or prayerfully support that missionary. And, uh, what's beautiful about that a lot of times is occasionally, you know, if they, if they're visiting the States, they will come to your church and, and, and give an update. So I think being a part of the local church is a good practical step for mission work as well. But also, you know, understanding too, that uh, a lot of times effectiveness has to do with the indigenous, you know, people groups in an area when we're talking about, you know, the global mission field of looking at, you know, sometimes the best practical evidence isn't necessarily us going there and doing all the mission works, but training the indigenous people there to bring forth the message in their cultures. Because as we know, uh, cultures are different around the world. And sometimes, you know, that, that does play in to how we can effectively share the gospel. So being open and being aware of the cultures around us as well. And I think, uh, yeah, just having that connection with, you know, an organization or, uh, you know, churches around the globe that, that will be able to do that. And I think having a knowledge of what that looks like and just, you know, not just saying, you know, here's my money, do what you want with it, but, but actually just being engaged with them, you know, being a part of their life just as much as, you know, they want to be a part of ours here in the States, yeah. uh, having an actual friendship, not just a, a business relationship. Right. Yeah. And that's a lot easier these days with, it e- is. with email and with zoom and, it is. and, uh, like it used to be that there wasn't a lot of, you could write a letter, but that could take weeks and weeks and weeks to get there. But now we have email and you can, mm-hmm. you can send an email to a missionary and, and just think about how that would encourage Mm-hmm. be an encouragement to them to say yeah. maybe you've never met them and to say hey i'm praying our church prayed for you this week and i just wanted you to know that and what an encouragement that would be or, or maybe it's somebody that you've met and say hey i remember when you stopped at our church in ada and mm-hmm. and i've been thinking of, we, your picture is on our bulletin board and, and again we that's one way we can encourage them yeah yeah i agree I agree. Any last things for, you know, for you that you want to touch on with just mission work or that idea that you think, you know, our church and other people listening might want to take from, from that truth? Yeah. I I think, um, you know, again, I love that. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. So be bold and be courageous and don't let the the culture silence you. Uh, But 
again, going back to the light, you know, the, the light and the candle and, and we need to be on fire for Christ and to really passionately love and follow him and want others to know, just like Paul was begging, uh, beg, I plead with you, be reconciled to God. We need to have that fire uh, and that heart for people, for the lost is, is, as we see in, you know, Christ had that passion. Paul has that passion and the apostles have that passion. We need to have a fire for the Lord. Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm going to close in prayer and we look forward to uh, meeting again next week on a different topic. So uh, that that concludes our our five-part series of Why Attend Church. And I hope mission work and evangelism can be another reason to be a part of the local church and also, of course, the global church. And if you've not put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I, I urge you to do that because it will change you from the inside out. And not only that, it will put you into a relationship with God in a, and it will change you in the way that you were always created to be. You know, your best self, your best life, you know, will be a part of the kingdom of God. You know, I, I think of Paul, Paul's message in, he, in Ephesians chapter 1. He says, every spiritual blessing has been bestowed upon, you know, you who are in Christ. Every spiritual blessing. So God has the ability to, you know, bless us. That doesn't mean fi- financial dollar signs. It doesn't mean, you know, that life will be a cakewalk from here out. Matter of fact, it might mean the opposite. But as far as joy and as far as living out the way that our Creator has called us to live, you know, this is the decision we have to make. So let us pray. Father, we're so thankful for the global church just as much as we're thankful for the local church, Father, that we can have connection with brothers and sisters around the world, around the globe, who have known the gospel of Jesus Christ as well. And they continue to preach it and to know it and to to lead others in it. And I just pray that we're able to have a relationship with them, that we're able to train young men and young women to be, uh, you know, the church too groups and areas who do not know your name. And, and even if they do know your name, rise up, strengthen them, uh, give them the tools to become equipped and more knowledgeable of the word of God that you've always desired to be. Father, we're just so thankful again for that ability to know you through the person of Christ, that we are reconciled to you. And, and Father, we're just so thankful again that we can have a relationship with you and that we can lead others. Our lives are no longer our own, but we our lives belong to you. We're just so thankful for that truth. Praise the Lord that in your son's holy name. Amen. Amen.